Listening to the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph, a fan podcast about the CW show iZombie. My name is Robin. Move over, Serial. We're about to put on the greatest podcast on earth. <laughs> and my name is Stephanie. Nice PJs, Robin. Want to go kick some ass? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. And uh, also with us today is a special guest, which she plays Tatum Weckler's shifty friend, Patrice. Welcome to the show, Anisha Chima. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. So excited to have you here. <laughs> uh, so we're going to definitely get into your scene in particular, like in detail later in the show. Uh, okay, and cool. and uh, folks, Anisha's here to chat for the entire episode, which is really awesome. Um, but I got to ask you in general, in general, how was it working on iZombie? Oh my gosh, it was so cool. It yeah. was it was super, super awesome. Uh, it's like the first big project I've booked. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, showing up to set and meeting all the crew and the cast, like I didn't know that uh, until I got the script, obviously, that we were going to be filming our very first scene with um, Rose and Malcolm. <laughs> and so like meeting them on set, they were super awesome. And I, I was just trying to keep my cool the whole time because I'm a fan of the show. And so, yeah, no, it was a great experience. It was so awesome. That's cool. Um, and so you're you're 19, right? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Now, Steph and I both have 18 to 19 year old daughters, so this might be oh awesome. This might feel a little bit like talking to your parents at, at times. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Um, but uh, both of our daughters actually have uh, like an interest in acting, or they're like you know uh, acting you know, on the stage and stuff. So like right, what yeah. kind of advice would you give them if, I mean, you're right on a CW show at 19 years old. So yeah, what did you do? Um, wow. That's a tough one. I mean, <laughs> I, I think if I were to give any advice, it would just be to start, start training, you know, yeah. find a place where you, you feel really supported. Um, I've been training since I was 13, 13, 14 ish. Wow. Um, and I got an agent when I was 16 and, and I've just been pushing and, you know, it's a, it's a long road. And I think the best advice I could give is to just keep training and keep pushing and just find what you love. And then to remember everything you love about that thing, because it is a tough industry and it's, it's definitely easy to get discouraged sometimes. And, and like I said earlier, iZombie was like the first big thing I booked. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the most exciting thing in the entire world. Um, <laughs> But definitely to be able to have that support system and to have, you know, the stamina to keep pushing forward when things aren't super, super easy mm-hmm. um, is probably the best advice that I could give. Yeah. Find your support system. Find your team. Find your tribe and just keep moving forward. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, like- and you're from the Vancouver area. Yeah. Yes, I am. Born and raised. Wow. How fortunate. Wow. I actually always wanted to visit like to – like the outside, I, like I'm in Vermont. She's in, and Steph's in Alabama. So like, it seems like oh, cool. Vancouver is this awesome town that constantly has project shooting. Is it? Is it kind of like that? Yeah, <laughs> it's gotten super busy in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm still a bit new to the industry, mm-hmm. but from from the actors I know who who have been working here for a long time, definitely. I think 
there's something to do with tax credits. I don't know the whole, the whole, all the details behind it, sure. but um, a lot of shows have moved up here, which is really, really awesome for local actors. Yeah, we're very close to Atlanta. Oh, yeah, that's pretty busy too, isn't it? Yes, it's really t- taken off over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. So awesome. So yeah, Vancouver is almost like a, it, it seems like it's CW town. There's so many CW shows. Yeah. That yeah. There. yeah. I mean, I, so, I mean, again, from like the outside viewer, like it seems like there's so many acting gigs to go around, even if you're just like an extra in the background. I mean, do you find it's relaxed like that or do you find it like really competitive? Like a lot of people are trying to get their a role, you know? Um, I think it, I think it depends. Mm-hmm. Uh, there definitely is a lot of work, but the, it's, it's kind of a good thing and a bad thing, but everyone is super, super talented. And so it is really competitive, but there, there also is a lot of work. So it's, it's tricky. It's tricky to sort of, um, find your niche. But, you know, the other thing that's really great is, is especially, you know, I'm, I'm an actor of color. And so mm-hmm. the, the industry is opened up quite a bit to, to people of color, um, of course, which is, which is, I think also really, really great. And that's the experience that I can, I can speak from. Yeah. Yeah, Especially being young. Mm -hmm. And it's really a good time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so yeah, you, like you said, you were a fan of the show before getting the job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is super awesome. Did you have like a, like when you heard you got the job, were you like, I hope I work with this person? Like what's like your favorite character or, you know, one of your favorite episodes even going into it? I remember when I got the call that I booked it, I was at, so I go to the University of British Columbia and I was walking out of a, basically like a midterm prep session and I was talking to the TA and my agent called and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like you're going to have to hold my agent's calling. Like, I have to get this. Um, and I got the call and I was like, yes, you, you're on hold or you booked it. And I was so excited. And I like immediately was like, I'm so sorry. I have to leave right now. <laughs> so I like went home. I rewatched both seasons. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was super exciting. I definitely think, my oh my favorite episode that's a tough one um oh i really liked the brain when she was um she'd eaten the scientist brain mm-hmm. uh, um the reflections I, so, of the way live used to be or something that one? i think so yeah, yeah i think so and then she like broke into mat she like put her like her like a human wig on and then broke into mat- <laughs> <laughs> she put her rose mckiver disguise on <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> Um, so go ahead sorry i was just gonna ask like without with what you can tell us what did they tell you about your role that's a tricky one (laughs) let me me think my way around this one (laughs) i i who not too much we can we can skip this question (laughs) I, I, i just I can tell you sort of what I what I what I took away from from the scene I got in mm-hmm. the first episode. Um, you know, I just I think Patrice is one of those people who's just very protective of her friend, which is why as soon as she opens the door, she looks a little bit skeptical. Um, mm, I got that. Mm-hmm. And I felt then, that. Yeah, yeah. Which um, which I took as the biggest note was that you know. Obviously, Tatum's been through this horrible thing with her mom dying, and then, 
And then her, just spoilers for people who haven't seen the episodes or I the earlier seen episodes. seen it by then. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Um, uh, and then, you know, with her dad being hung and, and all that sort of stuff. So I think she recognizes that, that Tatum's been through a lot. And so they've sort of become sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, so she's just a little skeptical and she's very protective which is what, which is what I, which is what I took away and was given. Yeah, it must have been. I mean, because you, the, you shot this before any of the episodes aired, so you didn't get a chance to see any of the earlier season three oh. episodes. No, not at all. So, which has been cool watching it, yeah. watching and then sort of putting pieces together of yeah. stuff uh, because I, I got to read the whole episode, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know what was going on at all. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> all of this stuff, this has escalated so quickly. Um, yeah, this is an, and, a, quite an entry point episode for yeah, movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then to be able to watch the season and put the pieces together was really, really cool. Yeah, like the episode with the Dominatrix brand and going, oh, Weckler, I know that name. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Well, these are those were kind of our before discussion questions. We'll get deeper into your scene uh, when we get to it. Uh, cool. Okay. So let's talk about the episode "Return of the Dead Guy," uh, directed by Viet Nguyen. As a little a little side tidbit, um, I was actually a fan of his when I was really young. So he used to work quite a bit with um, the YouTubers Wong Fu Productions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was in this in this little short film called Recess Court, and of course my friends and I were all obsessed with Wong Fu Productions because when we were younger we all wanted to be filmmakers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he directed a couple a couple short films, um, one of them called Crush the Skull. Mm-hmm. And I showed up to set and I immediately recognized him. And I w- but I wasn't I wasn't totally sure because it had been a couple of years. Um, and so I like asked one of the sound guys. I was like, "Is is he? Has he ever been an actor?" And they were like, "No, I don't think so." And I was like, "I swear, I've seen him somewhere." <laughs> uh, and finally, when we wrapped filming, I was like, "Have you ever acted before?" And he was like, "No, I don't think so." And I was like, "Are you sure that you have never?" And then and then he looked at me and he's like, "Well, I did this one." Um, and I was like, "Recess Court." And he's like, "Yeah, I was in that." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm such a fan." <laughs> That was that was really that was a really funny funny moment. That's quite a coincidence. No, yeah, yeah, he's super cool, and he was really really great to work with. Oh, Got to get him on the show sometime. We really liked his. I mean, okay, so he's done Abracadaver before, and earlier this season he did Wag the Tongue Slowly, which was a great episode yeah. as well. Uh, written by Talia Gonzalez and Basan Masood. Another name I'm hoping I'm not butchering, but. <laughs> I'll have her tweet me if I did. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, I think the first thing we should get into is the case, which will lead into your scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so at the beginning, uh, Liv tells Peyton that Seattle could have its first zombie mayor with the story of uh, Barakas shielding his son from bullets. And it's funny, she was looking at this tablet with the newspaper, and, and I'm one that loves looking for, I don't know, like Easter eggs or production errors. So I was freeze framing on that newsletter newspaper. And this was just an article. It was written quite nicely. So uh, nothing, nothing for you there. Uh, um, so uh, Liv is saying she wants some alone time with Justin. Uh, Peyton says uh, Liv once broke up with someone because his O face made her laugh. <laughs> so, hmm. Um, 
It turns out that Liv and Justin actually haven't slept together. Yeah, Steph, we were we were thinking that they were um, intimate already, and she was openly saying, you know, we should sleep together um, at the party in the last episode, and uh, I guess they haven't. So it's a big part of the episode. Um, okay, so Peyton says she's got a better offer, and I love Liv saying like, "I'm going to stick with men." <laughs> Um, so and I'm sorry, but that all makes me feel so very uncomfortable (laughs) because they're friends, you know. Oh, you're uncomfortable now. (laughs) I'm. I mean, if they weren't best friends, it wouldn't make me feel uncomfortable. Uh, so the uh, the the topic of James Weckler's brain comes up, and uh, Liv makes it with eggs. Uh, um, one of the writers called this the blue brain scramble on, on Twitter. So, okay. So scrambled brains, I guess. And uh, cause he's kind of, uh, schizo maybe. I don't know. He's got some mental illness problems. So I guess it's the best way to say it. <laughs> okay. Um, and, uh, like she did with stripper brains, uh, Peyton is like prodding live for answers. <laughs> As soon as she eats it. Oh, yeah. Anything yet? Anything yet? How about now? I love how in this, like, Liv whirls around with a fork. (laughs) She's going to stab her. Um, Okay, so we go to that scene where Peyton puts on the skin-tight cat suit. And uh, Liv gives gives her a fly swatter to discipline her. So... (laughs) It's funny because I'm writing my notes and uh, later there's a whole bunch of shirtless major and I'm like, oh man, with the shirtless major making me feel very uh, <laughs> not fit at all. <laughs> and then I had to remind myself like, oh no, they gave us Peyton in a cat suit earlier, so we're all good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, uh, I love how Peyton just kind of jumps into the role after being mocked that she's not good at it. Oh, yeah. Well, like, you know that was a Halloween costume she had wore before, you know. And, yeah, uh, Liv knows how to motivate her. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how you get you get under her skin. You tell her that, oh, that's something you're not good at. Oh, I'll show you. Yeah. I'm good at everything. Peyton the alpha chick. Uh, Anisha, do you like Peyton? Yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Um, I I like her. Yeah, I think she's just super driven. Yeah. I like seeing. Yeah. I like seeing how iZombie's taken all these super badass women and just. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, know, you don't you them. don't get to be assistant DA mm-hmm. you know, without being super driven. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's it's rad. It's super rad. Did you watch her previous show Hellcats at all? <laughs> I didn't know. No. But I've heard, I heard really good things about it. Well, it's funny because, uh, you know, we reviewed it on the show and uh, her character, Marty, is a cheerleader that is only doing cheerleading because she's trying to pay for law school. And then the show kind of ends after a season. Oh. And uh, right. so it's, it's like headcanon that uh, Marty changed her name to Peyton and moved to Seattle to become a lawyer. <laughs> that would be a great fan fiction. So much of write that. And We're Donna like- E came too. Oh yeah, Donnie mm. was on that show too for like a guest role. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, I love this. Liv uh, gets her vision, and for this episode, we're not we're not seeing the visions. We're outside of her head and just staring at her because it's the blue brain, and it's even longer uh, longer time we're spending with her in visions. 
So yeah, Peyton picks up her phone. And is like, I'm gonna <laughs> text somebody because this is gonna take a while. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, we find out that Weckler actually did kill Roxanne Greer. Um, he that's surprising. I know. I thought there was. <laughs> I thought there was. I thought he was like a scapegoat or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's like he did murder her, but there's some sort of because he's murdered. It's revealed he's murdered in his cell that he's not a scapegoat. Uh, Anisha, if you want to fill in any blanks for us, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know too much either. I okay. I was on the same track as you guys. I thought that. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. Mm. I can't wait. Now, to <laughs> now, what did the like the psychiatrist say last week that um, that he didn't see uh, a dominatrix because he wouldn't have done that to his wife? He was very yeah. devoted to his wife. Yeah. So, so was he know. like doing a job? I'm assuming. Was yeah. he? It's, did he, was it, he like indebted to somebody? It's was like he, he wasn't a customer. He was told to go do it and then got mm-hmm. caught and then killed her i'm assuming um so suddenly blink drake shows up on the couch <laughs> which is uh which is great i love this whole this whole bit with drake it's uh it's so funny it just reminds me of all these like f- you know funny ghost stories where you know people have to deal with the deal with the ghost rather than being like t- terrified of the ghost yeah and i like that Drake is he's not really Drake. He's Liv's version of Drake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's I don't know. I I, I think uh, out of all the episodes that um, he's been on, uh, this actor. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name. Um, Greg Finley. That's right. I think I like this episode the best of out of all of them, just because he was like unshackled from all the. Mystery man undercover stuff. He was just a fun ghost and, uh, you know, reminding Liv of uh, her guilty conscience. Um, Anisha, what do you think? Um, I, I like, I really like what they did with, with him in this episode. Uh, I think the way it was written was really smart. Cause again, like you said, it's Liv's sort of ideal version of him opposed to, you know, who he was when he was alive uh, and they were dating because I feel like their whole relationship was sort of filled with mystery and a little bit of like frustration from Liv, I I think. Um, But it was really nice to see because again, like you, we never, we never see them get closure or Liv get closure because of the way that season two ends. Um, But I really liked, I really liked what they did because I feel like we as an audience also didn't really get closure Uh, i was i was personally offended when he was killed i was very upset Um, after lol you know it's like oh no this guy's getting shot in the head too right Right. man so no it was really nice to have him come back and sort of be this like idealized version of of himself or what Liv saw him to be and then to get that closure at the end i really liked and it was a little funny too because you know the old boyfriend's there and then the new boyfriend walks in and lives kind of like oh, okay well i was making out with my my dead boyfriend and now <laughs> yeah uh yeah and i i heard some rumblings like on twitter like oh man i wish it was lol it's like no it doesn't make sense that it'd be lol mm-hmm. like she's Mm-mm. feeling guilt still over drake not not yeah less. right yeah this is what the character needs right, right now is to have 
the closure with Drake. And you remember yeah. uh, Drake's uh, wacky mom, Patty, who uh, made mm-hmm. li- live up. Yeah, uh, uh, Bassan uh, Masood, the writer, uh, uh, said, said on Twitter that she wishes she could have gotten her on the show somehow, too, but because <laughs> that's a, you know, a fun character. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, we go to. We we skip all around the episode. We're we're we're, st- we're sticking with the whole Drake and the case plotline. Um, so Liv's looking for a brain to rid herself of Drake in the morgue, and it turns out Drake is in one of the morgue drawers, and uh, and he's and it's he's like not buying the fact that he was too far gone to save that he was a Romero. And I think yeah, again, this is Liv just saying I I'm, I could have saved him maybe you know. Um, and Liv calls him a sex fantasy And upon those words That's when Clive shows up <laughs> And Liv has to explain everything And uh, again this is great season 3 stuff Liv explains something like this And it's like oh oh okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rather than what <laughs> um, So Liv explains and then Peyton shows up And at the mention of sushi Liv is gone again For a while and this is just Uh a great Clive and Peyton scene, just standing there with their arms crossed. <laughs> um, and yeah, there's some there's some Clive and Peyton stuff in this episode that uh, was really funny. And I, again, there was some rumblings like, oh, maybe Peyton and Clive should be together or something. No, uh, stop pairing I mean, everybody up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they do, fine, but. You know, just because a male and a female are in a scene, Hollywood has trained us, you know, <laughs> yeah. that, that it has to be a romance. Are I they mean, in no. love? <laughs> it can ha- they can be platonic friends. But uh, I liked that they were kind of like, uh, oh, you know, it's a vision. Oh, I know. Oh, it might- it's blue brain. Oh, I know. Like... <laughs> Uh, and yeah, uh, when Liv comes out, she's got to get new information that Weckler is hanged by a guard and Drake does the dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, so they talk to a prison guard who knows nothing there. He's kind of irritated by them. And, uh, that's when Peyton says she's got a recording of a phone call from Weckler to daughter Tatum. And I actually wrote this down verbatim, so I didn't mess it up. Um, are they keeping you fed, honey? Yeah, Dad, I'm fine. They made you do it, didn't they? Leave it alone, Tatum. So, yeah, the first time around, I didn't exactly um, clue into the whole, are they keeping you fed, honey, other than, you know, she's living with a new family. But, yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking uh, he's protecting her because she's a zombie or something, something that, like like that. Uh, Anisha, do you want to say anything about that? <laughs> um. I will pass for now <laughs> okay. on that note. So, so Weckler was not a zombie, but the but Tatum, the daughter, is right because she ate Weckler's brain, so she doesn't eat zombie brains because I guess that's gross or doesn't work or something. Is a rule that was previously kind of like oh, hand oh, that's away true. Yeah. Earlier, <laughs> like, oh yeah, we don't okay. So this has to do okay. You know, skipping ahead to the you know the big scene. Um, so this has to do with uh, Fillmore Graves. I mean, yeah, skipping ahead, like with the existence of those tubes, those brain gokerts. <laughs> I have uh-huh. to assume that <laughs> Fillmore Graves is involved. Uh, but it, let, let me just get to that. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we'll get so to that. I, I just love the whole thing where like um, Liv is trying to get. 
Peyton and Clive to hang out together and uh, um, and maybe go listen to Dark Side of the Moon over and over until, <laughs> until you get it. And then it turns out that Clive's like a fan of Dark Side. <laughs> And uh, and he and Peyton totally takes him up on a steak dinner and uh, and a discussion of uh, Pink Floyd. So <laughs> I think that's great. Yeah, well, that was like so out of the blue. Yeah. One sec- like why talk side of the moon? But, because that has started many deep discussions. I guess or something. I guess it's something that I don't know. She immediately thought of. Uh, I like that. Well. First off, uh, Malcolm actually tweeted that uh, Dark Side was on heavy rotation after this episode in his uh, in his uh, phone, I guess. So, um, but as we start in the next scene, it's like a makeout session to the song "Breathe," which you know I love that song, so I was glad to hear it. Well, wait, which song is that? "Breathe" is the song that was playing while Justin and Liv were in bed together. Oh, okay. You want me to sing it? No, that's okay. <laughs> Uh, Anisha, did you want to sing it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to pass on that one as well. Um, okay, so uh, Justin and Liv are interrupted by Drake, wondering how Justin compares to him. And he's not leaving, so the fun times are over. And I love that Drake says, anyone got a pottery wheel? I know. I didn't get that the first time through. The second time, definitely. It's a ghost reference, yeah. Yeah. Um, Clive said that he has a possible informant on the guard. It turns out to be AJ Jin, uh, Tim Chu, ah, back on the show. From like the third episode? Live and let Clive way back. I think it was like third or fourth episode. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, was- I like that guy. You know, he's in Silicon Valley right now. He's yeah. such a slumball. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's funny because I've, I've gotten used to him being like this clean cut kind of frat bro on Silicon Valley and I forgot how like totally slimy AJ is the character here. So, yeah. Um, so AJ is immediately upset when he sees Liv. He says that uh, <clears throat> that she was some sort of ninja mutant, sort of like the uh, Ninja Turtles, like Peyton says. <laughs> that was great. And AJ says, Ninja, please, which makes Clive clear his throat. <laughs> I also liked how, you know, this guy is season one, you know, episode four or three or four. And, you know, back then, neither Clive nor Peyton knew that Liv was a zombie. So, I don't know, I just thought it was interesting that to think of, you know, does, does do they know that AJ... Like, is it all making sense to them now, what AJ's saying and what they may have thought of him before, you know? Anyway, um, so there's this prison guard um, named Gary Oberman. It turns out the prison guard is dead. And um, it turns out that he also, he fell drunkenly off the side of a uh, cruise ship, which is, you know, how we all want to go, right? <laughs> no, thank you. No? <laughs> I don't want to go on a cruise. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so then Clive gets a call saying Tatum is staying with a friend, so she doesn't switch schools, which gets us to Patrice's house where Tatum's staying. So uh, what more can we uh, learn about um, Patrice at this point? Uh, you know, she's a good friend to Tatum. Mm-hmm. You said oh. what else? Yeah, it's, it reveals she, at the end she eats brains. Yeah, um, 
I and that is such like a like a shocking twist. Like I yes, I oh can't imagine <laughs> yes. being a part of that. I'm so excited. Yeah, and then I got to eat them too, which was so fun. <laughs> yeah, how does that taste? It is. It's okay. So it's um, it's really sweet, and um, it's like thick. It's um, can't remember what it's made out of. It almost is like uh, it almost tastes like pink icing with little like brain chunks in it. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. So it was it was wow. it was good, um, and it was really really sweet. Hmm. So, how was it like working with Rose and Malcolm? Did you? Did you guys spend the day? Oh my gosh, it was so cool. They they were so awesome to work with. Um, so I think I think what they ended up doing was uh, because uh, Ava, who plays Tatum, is only thirteen. She can only work a certain amount of hours. Oh really? Um, yeah. So we we wrapped um, we wrapped pretty not not early in the day, but we we didn't end up filming all day. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it was also it wasn't a super long scene. Um, but we did get to hang out with them. It was the first scene of the day. So, you know, we, we got to meet them and, um, talk to them a little bit and we talked about the show and just them as, as actors and yeah, no, it was just super cool. It's always really inspiring to me to meet, um, just people kicking butt in the industry in general, especially because CW is such a huge network. Um, and that's like the goal, the ultimate, the ultimate dream is to, you know, be recurring on a CW show or be a lead on a CW show. Hmm. Um, so it was really awesome for me just to pick their brains. Um, and then we filmed it. We did a couple takes. Uh, they're, they're both hilarious people. So just getting to hang out with them was actually like a dream come true. Um, super, super welcoming and super, um, warm and open, and yeah, no, it was just an amazing experience. And then, of course, you know, getting to work with Viet was so cool. Yeah. Um, and I, I definitely kept it together and then went home and fangirled quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you a weird question. Does Rose stay like in her American accent or does she go back and forth between? Um, I think she she can go back and forth. She's really good at it. She's like absolutely. Just I bet she is. At it. She, um, yeah. So I think sometimes she'll just go back and forth um, because it's so like I, I, I assume it's pretty easy for her um, just because mm-hmm. she's so good at it and has been doing it for, you know, three seasons. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When we first met, uh, she was she was just talking how she normally talks. Yeah. Well, like you said, I mean, they've both been. Uh, really successful. They've had many successful projects before them. They've been in the industry yeah. for a while. So I don't know. You said you picked their brain. Was there any sort of uh, kind of wisdom they imparted upon you? Any sort of advice maybe they gave you? Um, we didn't, I didn't get too much advice from them, but we were just talking about, you know, what they've been in and how they, you know, eventually made the move to LA uh, because obviously, you know, she, uh, Rose, Rose is from New Zealand and she was telling me just about, um, you know, how that whole process worked. Um, because I feel like, you know, at some point in my career, I would want to get an agent down there. And so I was just asking her about that. And, yeah. you know, yeah, Malcolm was telling me about New York and, and, you know, his whole actor process and what he's been doing, which has been super cool as well. Um, yeah. So it was more, it was more general information. Um, more than anything else. Yeah, but still, it sounded like it was just a, it was just a really great day, huh? It, was a must, it must have been a memorable yeah, experience. Yeah, it was awesome. It was so, so great. So uh, what was it like working with uh, Ava Fry? I'm 
really surprised to hear that you guys aren't the same age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no, I got the feeling that you were like a bigger, big sister, that you were a little older. Because she did look very young. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think it's ever specified how old I am. But I, I assume mm-hmm. we're around the same age. Like, I don't think I'm 19. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. Patrice is 19. Um but no, it was cool. Ava and I had met before. We um, were we had never taken a class together, but we trained at the same sort of acting school, so we'd cross, crossed uh, paths a couple of times. <laughs> and then we met on set, and we were like, "Oh my gosh, we we know each other," but we had never actually, you know, we never actually were introduced. Um, but no, it was super cool to work with. Um, she's yeah, she's definitely got some chops, which was, which was so cool to see and inspiring to see. I just, yeah, man, I just love seeing actors. They're just awesome. It's just so great. (laughs) So did you guys have to audition together? Did you run lines with each other? Uh, how did, uh, we actually met on set for the first time, which was cool. Yeah. Yeah, so I didn't know who was um, who was playing Tatum, even like in the script, it didn't it didn't say. So I read the script and I was like, oh, it's gonna be a surprise when I get there. And then sure enough, yeah, it was Ava. So it was exciting. Wow. Okay, so is there anything else you can tell us about like working on iZombie, like even the smallest details, like uh, you know, because we have somebody who's working in a scene on the show. So I'm sorry, I've got to drill you a little bit. <laughs> like, like, oh no problem. How is craft services? Like, how is uh, the people on the set? How many takes did you do? Yeah. Craft services was delicious, <laughs> delicious. Um, Ava, Ava is a very big fan of craft services. So whenever we had a break, she's like, Anisha, we have to go. And I was like, Ava, we're probably going to be filming in like two minutes. And she's like, No. We have to go to Crafty. <laughs> I was like, okay. And so, you know, we went to Crafty. We'd come back. Um, you call it Crafty? Crafty, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I, yeah, I don't know if that's like a – that's like just a Vancouver thing. But, yeah, I someone someone I know called it Crafty once and I've never said anything different. But, yeah, no, it was delicious. <laughs> um, again, we didn't – we did, uh, I don't know, like a normal amount of takes, mm-hmm. I think. Um we didn't film the whole day again because Ava has to be wrapped by a certain time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, it was good. It was a little chilly outside, mm. but it's just the Vancouver <laughs> weather. Um, the house we were filming at was beautiful. Yeah, had this beautiful good. view. It was in it was in North Vancouver, so it it um, you had this great view of downtown from the back of the house, mm-hmm. which was kind of nice to like sit there and eat our snacks when we weren't taking <laughs> like when we weren't filming. Um, yeah, no, it was super cool. The whole, the whole crew was awesome and so nice. Um, and, and I got a trailer, which was so exciting. Uh, It's my first time time ever having a trailer. Uh, I like, after we finished filming, I like went and took a little nap in it just because I could. I I, 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 this is here for me. I'm just going to take, take a 20 minute nap because I can. (laughs) Best nap of my life. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah. So, how many times did they have to like, like, uh, Anisha peek through the window again? Peek through the window again. <laughs> Not creepy <laughs> <We definitely> enough. <laughs> we definitely did that a couple times. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, we don't, we don't really know what I'm being so shady about yeah. either. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of, it's kind of like, oh, well, like I'm curious too. Like, what's going to happen? <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. So Tatum looks very nervous. And, 
you know, once once Patrice is out of the picture, uh, is in the house, and so Clive gives her this card, and so yeah, the like this. Like even before the Gogurts, well, I think the Gogurts came out, and you say so. Zombies work for the police now. Mm-hmm. My, my mind blew up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, it was awesome. Because Liv will... should should uh, tan and die. Yeah, she should. Yeah, <laughs> she makes it very obvious. <laughs> She's not sneaky about it at all. No. Um, so, boy, uh, well, before we move on from your scene, I just got to ask you one more time, like, is there anything you want to tease about what's coming with for Patrice and, and Tatum or? Uh, yeah, because we don't really even know if Patrice will be back. Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't even know if it's good. It's OK for you to say whether they're. Yeah, we don't even want to ask that. So it's whatever you feel like teasing. Go right ahead. But if you can't say anything, totally understand. Um, I, yeah, I don't think there's anything I could say. I would just say, you know, it's an exciting show and I'm sure exciting things are bound to happen. That's probably all. That's probably all I can say. That should be the tagline. Just, just keep, just keep watching. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. Oh, yeah. Just keep watching. Okay. All right. So we'll move on in the episode. Um, so Liv apologizes to Drake is the whole apology scene. And uh, I like this. You know, she says she's eating brains. She's been avoiding it. And, yeah, it's like one of those classic things in this show where things kind of get pushed aside because life gets busy. Cases happening. Brains are happening. Um, and so Liv mm-hmm. doesn't quite face up to something that she's uh, pushed aside. But she's finally able to get some closure here. And uh, I love that, it. you know, as um, she's about to say goodbye <laughs> Let's make it good. Um, there's this slow version of the cranberry zombie song playing. Yeah. How, how have we gotten this far into the show? Yeah. And this is the first time we've got this song. But it's perfect because, you know, the lyrics say, in your head, in your head, zombie. Mm-hmm. And Drake is in her head. So it's yep. a perfect time to drop that song. Um, so, yeah, Peyton and Justin find Liv kissing the air. That's funny And uh, yeah, classic uh, Liv or Peyton move Like the scene ends as uh, Liv is dragging Justin off to the bedroom Uh, Okay, so speaking of bedrooms We should get to Major's plot line Um, (laughs) So Major Major and Shauna (laughs) Do we trust Shauna? Yeah no, There's something I don't know. There's something sneaky happening there that I don't like. Yeah, I have no idea what it is, but I am very skeptical. It's yeah. I mean, I mean, she could have came too on. good to be true. It could be. I mean, she's a gorgeous girl, she's, but um, I've seen her in something. Oh, you know, I looked up her IMDb. I didn't see anything that I recognized, but maybe you will. Um. What's terrible here is that Major gets this uh, call from Ravi, and he's totally distracted by um, uh, her licking his ear. That when he's like, Ravi's like lying on the phone and saying, "I'm going to London to biz- visit my parents." Um, Major responds with, "Oh, that's so freaking good." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I love that he knows Ravi so well that he anticipates what he oh, yeah. wants him to to set the okay PVR. the PVR 
Does he say PVR? I, mean, you, I thought it was DVR. I thought he, I could have swore he said PVR, hmm. and I know that Canadians have PVRs. Uh, that's a Canadian slip up. Do you guys have PVRs? I just wonder. I mean, we have a Canadian on the show, so we should ask. Um, or you call it a DVR? Yeah, I think so. A PVR. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, I know Kim in Toronto has a PVR. Oh, okay. That's our friend Kim. Um, okay, mm-hmm. so next mm-hmm. time we see them, they're eating pizza in a blanket fort and talking about Camp Skookum. And she- Wait, did – who mentioned the – didn't she talk about it? She brought it up. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if she – was on his Tumblr and Facebook, and mm. she's gathered these couple of tidbits of information about him. And what's okay? So, what would be the point of this uh, uh, attractive girl to get close to the what the newspapers call the chaos killer? Uh, <laughs> is it just <sighs> you know obsession mm. with famous potential murderers or? She's got some sort of sick fetish or something. She's taking video of him singing. There's lots of... There's lots and, of which, yeah. why can't we have a musical episode? He says he doesn't sing. <laughs> he sings great. He sings in every episode he now. Can... <laughs> <laughs> which I think the writers kind of make him do. <laughs> oh, really? As, as punishment for... I'm just making this up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> as punishment for saying he's not doing a musical episode. Uh Major has to sing in every episode. I don't know. Um, so I guess we'll have to put a pin in that for now because Liv drops by, meets Shauna, considers eating her, <laughs> introduced to Fort Lust, <laughs> which Ghost Drake says reeks of sex. Uh, yeah, did you notice in the promo on television they edited it, edited, edited it? <laughs> To say just that it, it reeks. reeks. Yeah. It reeks in here. Yeah. Um, I guess they didn't want to give away too much. Um, but yeah, later Liv is like conflicted. She's, yeah, she's been fooling around with his friend, his workmate. Yeah. Uh, and has no room to talk, but Fort Lust, uh, she can't get over it. it, it you know, and I'm, again, I'm go back to like how we felt about her hooking up with Justin. It's like we love Justin, but it's like. After that whole emotional time with Major, I, I'm just not a fan of how quickly things moved along. And it's like, Liv, you brought this on yourself. I mean, <laughs> what is he going to do? Just sit around and pine? I don't know. Anisha, what do you think of uh, Major Liv Justin Triangle? Um, I don't know. I oh, There's so much history between... Live and major yeah. that they're like I just want them to end up together. Yeah, I feel like there might be some whole like journey that takes them to find each other again. Mm-hmm. But I really hope that they end up together in the end because they're just so cute, <laughs> and I just it just makes me angry. But you know what? I do. I like Justin. I like I like what they've done with his character, and I like you know the scenes he's had or like the moments he's had with Liv. Yeah. Um. But I don't, Shauna. I don't like it. It's sneaky. Something keeps happening. Yeah. Again, I don't know what it is, but I want to find out. Um. Okay. So let's go over to Robbie's storyline. It starts off with the chapter title "I Wanna Donnie Sedated," which is great. <laughs> this was a good Robbie episode. Yeah, he got yeah. a lot to do. Yeah, he's called Doctor Shack Your Booty. 
has <laughs> <laughs> to hand over his phone. Um, he's at Wham Bam's where they're holding Donnie, and we have uh, Jeff Johns. There's like several Johns brothers uh, that Harley is related to. <laughs> of course, there is. <laughs> uh, he's set up uh, a website so people can view Donnie, but um, and Bo wants to get the cattle prod out to get them all red eyed and veiny again. But Harley wants to wait till they get to a hundred thousand views because, of course, internet. <laughs> The horrors of the internet. Um, and yeah, I love how Donnie's like doing the classic like POW scene with these guys. He's like shouting out his name and rank number. <laughs> and then the whole national anthem where one of the truthers like ends up just pulling it, pull, taking his hat off and putting it over his face. Oh, yeah. And Robbie's just looking at him like, oh my God. Yeah, I like that Robbie's like trying to, you know, he's doesn't want to give anything away but he's trying to be the voice of reason mm. and he's trying to you know lie to them about why he's there exactly and and trying to uh you know save donnie from yeah uh, like like the pressure is on ravi and you can and and he's doing and Rolo is doing such a great job of showing how stressed he is mm-hmm. in this situation yeah because, again, this is like um, paying off something that was set up almost, you know, back in the season two finale where he's been um, teased by Major over and over again, which is you stayed in the car. Well, this time Ravi's not staying in the car. He's going to protect this guy, and it, even having a gun to his head at the end of the episode, which is uh, – <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, just like over the course of this season, Liv has – been dealing with having to shoot her boyfriend in the head. Yep. Ravi has dealt with I was a coward and I lost I lost the woman because the woman of my inactivity. <laughs> yeah. I like how I like this storyline a lot better than him dealing with the aftermath of the Peyton Blaine situation. Yeah. Uh what do you think, Anisha? What do you think about Ravi and his storyline? Yeah, I oh He's the best. I think he's hilarious. Right? Um, just as a, he's just so funny. <laughs> um, I like that he's. We see him out of the morgue mm-hmm. quite a bit. Um, I mm-hmm. think. I think this season he's become a very like a- proactive character, mm-hmm. um, and I like seeing him out of the morgue. I like seeing him in action. Uh, it's really different. It's different from you know the the first two seasons when he was a lot of the time it was spent you know in his in his little more glab where he was trying to create the cure and now that he realizes mm-hmm. that isn't an option yeah um that he's he's going out and taking action which is cool um and i really yeah i want to see to see where the rest of that goes this very like proactive proactive Robbie mm-hmm. who's just like ready to kick some butt yeah again he's been just kind of stuck in this rut where he's like he's the guy that's working on the cure he's the one that's keeping the mm-hmm. secret He's the one that's in love with Peyton, and that's that's his only role. I mean, I'm sure there's other there's other things that he he's done on the show, but it it is a yeah. lot. Of, it, it's great to see him out of the morgue and doing stuff. Yeah, and, um, like I want to know what happened to those cures. Yeah, I don't know. We haven't really, we ha- there's there hasn't really been like it hasn't been addressed. It wasn't addressed in the last episode, so I can't wait to see. If they bring it up again, or if it's just something that sort of disappears, and it's like, oh, well, it's gone, or if they find it, or 
what's going to happen? And, I mean, the suspect list to me just keeps getting larger. I mean, Patrice could have stole them too. I mean, everybody's a suspect. <laughs> Patrice. Yeah, trust, trust no one. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I yes, so we get to see Ravi with a pantyhose over his face, and I it just reminded <laughs> me of that uh, raising Arizona line where they go, "Son, you got a panty on your head." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love when Donna e bit his head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. There's the. the well, okay. So, so yeah, Donnie recognizes him by his fruity accent. Um, <laughs> And so, yeah, he he ends up uh, putting Bo down, or yeah, is it Bo? It's one of them. It's the one that he was sitting with alone. I think it was Bo. He puts Bo. Who had the conspiracy theory about how the? Do you want to know how the zombie virus got started? Oh yeah, yeah, tell me. I really want to (laughs) know. The Shah of Iran. It's something about the the Shah of the Ayatollah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You must have heard that on Infowars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Ravi ends up uh, putting those tights back on. And he goes back to ask Donnie for the phone. And he says it's between his butt cheeks. <laughs> and uh, I saw somebody tweet Crackberry, which, I mean, I lost it when I... <laughs> Crackberry. Uh, so, yeah, that's where he nearly gets bitten. And he's like, oh, it's actually in my sock. So, um, Ravi uh, tries to call Liv. And, I mean... The people on TV are just like us because I I can't remember numbers. I mean, I remember my wife's number, <laughs> but I, I I don't I wouldn't remember any of my friends' numbers. That's for sure. Oh yeah, I don't know my parents' cell phone numbers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anybody's <laughs> number. Um, so uh, Donnie has Blaine's in the phone, and Blaine answers, and well, he doesn't actually. It's psych. It's a annoying answer machine <laughs> message. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Robbie finally gets a hold of Blaine, who's busy. We'll be talking about that. Um, um, and then he just like jumps on the couch. This is huge jump to the couch to pretend that he's sleeping. And here's <laughs> Harley coming in. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, he kind of pretends that you know Bo's passed out drunk and he like fell asleep. But so we'll get back to all that. Uh, but we have to talk about Blaine first and Mr. Boss. There's so much episode in this episode. It's crazy. Yeah. And it was like there was lines. There was like, what? What, Anisha? Oh, I just said there were so many plot lines happening at the same time. Yeah. There were like three endings. (laughs) Like it ended three times. It was like that could have, you know, when uh, with your guys scene, when you ate Mm -hmm. the the go oh, go yeah. brain. They could have cut the I credits like, right there. The, yeah, I was like, that's the end of the episode. Oh my gosh, there's ten more minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, we meet uh, Mrs. Boss, who I found out in one of the um, scripts posted online that it was her name's Bitsy, <laughs> Bitsy Boss. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, they, they have the greatest names in the show. Um, so, uh, she's complaining on the phone about her shifty little weasel of a husband left her nothing. And meanwhile, Stacy boss is sneaking in and going into the cellar and getting this case of passports and diamonds and whatnot. I thought at first, I thought he was going to dress up. He was going to like impersonate a woman or something <laughs> because it was a box full of size two dresses. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's the box he had to open up to get his case out of. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and meanwhile, Blaine is arguing in Bengali over the phone while Tanner is complaining about 
not being the kids in the chocolate factory, they're the Oompa Loompas. <laughs> um, so yeah, Mr. Boss comes to Blaine's store, surprises him with a couple bullets, and then uh, Zombie Candy surprises Mr. Boss, and Zombie Blaine grabs him and says he's tired of getting shot. Yeah, I, I was kind of surprised that Blaine was so important to Stacy Boss. Yeah, when when he came back, I honestly thought Peyton would be one of the people on his list, but maybe Blaine he'd want to go get sooner because Blaine rescued Peyton and shot all these people, shot all his men. Oh his yeah, I guess I guess that's right. Peyton is probably I was, like number I three on his thinking, list. <laughs> yeah, all I was thinking was Blaine just owed him some like two two hundred thousand dollars or something like that. Yeah, but I wasn't thinking about the myths that he could, like. It's Blaine's fault that he's on the run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, I love the chapter title here before the whole explanation of zombies. Uh, it, it, it's a cannibal lecture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's going to be a whole lot of exposition in this. But it wasn't. It was great. It's really funny. It's nice to see Stacy Boss uh, not in control. Yeah. Not have the upper hand. Well, it's interesting because I always see that actor in things where he isn't in control. So it's really kind of creepy when he is in control in this show, but now he's gone back yeah. to not being in control. But he's also threatening. Like, you know, he's literally waiting to stab Blaine when he's got his back yeah. turned. So um, what did you think of all this, Anisha? I I want to give you the chance to talk instead of talking all the time. Um. It's, yeah. I mean, I guess I guess I understand why, why Stacey Boss came back for Blaine because – if you think about it, yeah, he shot up his whole warehouse, but then also now the police, like his his whole sort of operation's been exposed, right? Which is which is why I sort of figured, yeah, like you wanna you wanna come back for the guy who who shut down your, you know, million dollar how many millions of dollars <laughs> drug business, um, but it was yeah no it was interesting I I the dialogue between them was really funny I thought it was. Um, is is yeah it's hilarious well i'm santa claus well i have your gift you know? <laughs> yeah um, are you a candle ah, close yeah. <laughs> serial killer hey, getting there i guess technically <laughs> and i love the fact that he was holding a whole brain and he was just munching yeah. on it the whole scene um and- oh it's so nice to have a blind back he's so yes oh and his line i I'm like here my- i'm a zombie it's get used crazy. to it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Uh, so, yeah, he's t- just basically takes Mr. Boss down to his down to his basement and explains to him the brain business. And uh, yeah, he gets stabbed in the throats. And gosh, how many times <laughs> is Blaine getting shot and stabbed through the throat? It's crazy. <laughs> the poor guy <laughs> that doesn't catch a break. Yeah. Poor guy who murdered all those runaways. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Shot low maybe in the that. Head. Maybe it's maybe it's karma. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Blaine uh, is again zombied out and says that he's going to be the international business partner. And Stacy is yeah, he's happy to oblige. <laughs> so yeah, the last thing I have in this Blaine section here is I love how Blaine knocks at Liv's door and the first thing he says is, "Is Peyton here?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. It's a good thing Peyton wasn't. Yeah, I know. Um, and then he goes, want to go kick some ass. So, uh, yeah, 
the last part I have here is just the rest of the episode. I mean, so um, Donnie's slipping, and we have Rachel here, and it, I, I'm I'm honestly trusting Rachel because. Yeah, I really like Rachel because I feel like her and, and Ravi were on the same wavelength. They were like scared of the wham bam guys, mm-hmm. afraid of what was going to happen. And also feeling some sort of like sympathy for Donnie, you know? Um, and uh, yeah, outside Liv is worried because of all the guns. So Blaine burns her with the car lighter <laughs> to turn her pull on top, <laughs> which is. It's got to be like a Heather's uh, reference. I don't know if you guys seen Heather's. You've seen the play, right, Steph? Yeah, I've seen Heather's. What happens? I can't remember. Uh, well, like at the end of the uh, movie, like uh, or towards the end, Winona um, lights a cigarette, I think, with her car lighter, and then she just uh, pushes it into her hand. And screams, and then Christian Slater like grabs her hand and lights his cigarette with the hands that's like partially on fire. Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah, right. So I thought it was kind of a reference to that. I don't know. Uh, so Liv grabs his head and starts slamming into the dash, which starts up some head banging music, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they're both getting super growly. And uh, yeah, inside this is uh, this is great. Like uh, Robbie's begging. He's like Donnie feels pain. He's a person, he blocks the door, and that's what Harley puts the gun to his head. And everybody's, like, screaming, and they go to credits, which is just like, Oh, come on! <laughs> so, very excited for next week's episode. Me too. It's going to be wild. Like, I thought this episode was wild. I can't even imagine what next week's episode's going to be like. It's, it, yeah, like. Last week, I got the press photos for Conspiracy Weary. Mm-hmm. And it showed a lot of this full-on zombie live and Blaine. So I thought that I wouldn't. I wasn't sure what was going to happen to get them to that point. But I was glad to see this. It's almost like a cliffhanger at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. All right, Steph. So here is your feedback section. Uh, okay. <laughs> where are you at? Where are you at with feedback? Uh, well, hold on. Let me open my doc. Okay. <laughs> So we have three emails and we have some Facebook feedback. Oh, is there something here uh, you I'll want start me to with. Read? Oh, you can go ahead. You can you can go ahead and read the Facebook feedback. Okay. Um, okay. Oh, uh, so in Facebook, James didn't like that Blaine gave Stacy Boss too, so many chances, and uh, I guess you explained to him that it was no. No, wait a minute. Okay, maybe I should do this. Oh, okay. I thought it was Steph, but I believe it is Dave. Uh, Dave Steph Taylor. Okay. I've been assuming it's Steph. I think it's Dave explained that uh, the reason Blaine uh, gave Stacy Boss so many chances is because the uh, Angus's contacts. Huh? He needed to use them because of Angus's. He wasn't having any right. trouble. He was having a lot of trouble you know, working with the people that Angus was making deals with. Yeah. Yeah, the Bangladesh people. Okay. You want to keep – I'll read the email stuff. You go ahead and read the Facebook. Okay. And so Dave says, well, uh, I guess we're completely overliving Major. Each has their own new crush now. Uh, Major seems to be having a lot of fun with his. Too good to be true. Too good to be true. Uh, Donnie singing the national anthem while still on the brain is just a whole lot of fun. Peyton and Liv's impromptu impromptu dominatrix scene was a lot of fun and awkward – Peyton was really getting 
getting into it towards the end. It was good to see Liv dealing with Drake's death, even if it was briefly. I love seeing the visions from outside. Liv just being frozen for a few moments is so awkward. <laughs> it is. It's like, it's weird. Um, and finally, Robbie interacting with the with the crew and trying to save Donnie. So many folks have seen the live stream. Yeah, 100,000 people mm-hmm. have seen this live stream. Seems like something Fillmore would have an alert out for this. Yeah. Liv and Blaine are getting ready for full-on attack. Going to be interesting next week, Dave. Sorry, Dave. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeff uh, says, I'm really suspicious of Major's new girl. I think it's happening way too quick with no investment from us. Huh. I think it's a I point. think <laughs> to me. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think there is a bad motive behind it and I'm scared for Major. Yep. And Dave says it's uh pretty all of a sudden and we know nothing about her. Mm-hmm. And Marissa in DC says, uh yeah, I agree. I don't trust her at all, especially since they jumped into sleeping together right away. And why is she filming him? What is her supposed story? Dave said, all we know is that she claims she went to summer camp and was accused of something bad. I want to like her, but Marissa says, I noticed she never joined in singing the camp song. I think she read up on him and has some angle for doing all this. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Pete says, uh, how long? Oh, how how the hell could they end the episode like that? Man, this is going to be a long week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let me just read from our emails here. We have Tim. Um, when Drake was alive, he made a nice placeholder boyfriend. Ooh, that's cold, Tim. Uh, <laughs> uh, Finley actually made uh, me miss Drake. Oh, okay. Um, Mistress P. I was going to say, maybe I should read these because this is my shorthand. Oh, boy. Like, these are very long and elaborative emails. Oh, well, thank you for shortening them for us. Tim usually yeah. says, I got a short one for you this week, and then it goes on for three pages. So we like to bust yeah. on Tim here. <laughs> you go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll read okay. this one. Okay. Mistress P uh, gave uh, – this gave Peyton a good side arc and it ha- that has nothing to do with the men that want to date her. And uh, Tim thinks that Robbie was the MPV this week. Putting MPV. him and Peyton together was. Or is it M- what I say? You said MPV. What? Is it MPV up in Canada? Oh, uh, no, I don't believe so. Most player valuable. In- yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's a sports thing. I'm not really sure about it. Uh, but Tim thinks it was that when they put Peyton and Robbie together, it was just like a. Obligatory because they were just the best friends mm. and that uh, he's hoping that Peyton stays single for a while and that Rachel is cool and cute and seems to have a conscience. Hope she sticks around. Yeah. And bad Blaine is so much uh, fun to watch. Anders kills it. And then he wonders how, you know, they said they're not going to kill off Justin. How are they going to get, you know, how's he going to end? How's he going to leave the show? Well, he can't leave the show then. Okay, so he's just he's a regular. regular. (laughs) That's that's, we've just made him a regular. That's one of the things, though, about like several of these like these new boyfriends or new love interests or new potential love interests. Like, are they? You know, how we we immediately think of how are they going to be exiting the show because we already have like a cast of a main cast of like five already. So, yeah. So, um, he. Uh, Tim thinks um, 
you know, w- will Justin be a suspect in taking cure? Will uh, is he reporting? Did Vivian plant him to report back to her? That's another and thing they I just was uh, thinking about Shauna as maybe a plant from Vivian or Chase Graves. You know, uh, I don't trust anybody. And Tim doesn't think that they've done a good job of developing Justin's character. Well, Tim's wrong. <laughs> I mean, they, there's room to there's room for you know to take Justin. I mean, yeah, I like Justin. He's got a great smile. Yeah, uh, I don't know. He's a DJ. He got turned. He was at a party. He wasn't you know he got turned into a zombie and you know now he's dealing with things. Now he's a soldier. Now he's you know he's a soldier. Yeah. He's got a relationship with Liv. And, uh, you know, maybe it's purposely mysterious that they don't want to flesh everything out about him because they want to right. keep some stuff in the bag or have room to develop him more in the future. Right. Uh, Tim hopes that Robert Nepper is back uh, to be the big bad. Imagine, yeah. okay, this Tim needs to be a screenwriter. I, he's, <laughs> whatever he does, he's... He's missed his calling. Okay, uh, imagine the, this cliffhanger of Blaine coming back to his off, office after all the crap has gone down and finds a bunch of corroded pennies on his desk, Ooh. implying Angus has escaped the well and is just out, you know, out uh, somewhere until we come across him again. Season four, yeah. Yeah. I'm good with that. Efrex. Here's Efrex's email. He said uh, it's like they told the writers, go big or go home. Yeah. And he, he's pretty sure the dominatrix scene will launch a thousand horrible fanfics. <laughs> yeah, some gross fanfics you're saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, he loves uh, the familiar faces, reunions, wishes Lowell could have visited. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Hodge, Hodgson does great. Yeah. Uh he doesn't – Efrex doesn't trust Shauna. Major is going to get hurt again, he's sure. And uh, there was lots of comedy in this episode. Clive and Peyton waiting for Liv to have the vision. Uh, the zombie truther taking off his cap to Donnie's patriotic outburst. Mm-hmm. Boss's coffin scene channeling Jack Benny's I'm thinking it over. Look oh, it up, kids. Catch that one. <laughs> Jack Benny, huh? <laughs> Uh, we have four mysteries going on here. Stolen Cures, Vivian's Helicopter Explosion, The Dominatrix Case, Wally's Family's Murders. It's busting at the seams with all the characters and relationship drama. Another plot twist with the girl zombies. Uh, how will it... Uh, yeah, I think you need oh spell check. Oh my gosh. I, how will it shack out <laughs> in the next it, three episodes? I don't think you need to say it that. Shake out. Shake out. Okay. Shake. <laughs> Well, I'm glad somebody mentioned uh, Patrice and Tatum in their email. Me too. <laughs> I feel I feel loved. Mm-hmm. Well, you saw all the tweets, oh. though. Oh my gosh! I know yeah. it was so exciting. And you got gift. Especially <laughs> yeah, I got gift. <gasps> and I hadn't seen the episode yet because it it was you know Toronto oh, time, yeah. but I was sitting. Yeah, my family was coming over to to watch the episode and I was sitting there and I was like, I need to stay off Twitter because people are going to be tweeting about the episode and then I'm just going to get excited and then it's going to feel like forever until we watch it, even though it's, you know, only like two hours. And I, I, I was like, okay, I'll just check really quickly. <laughs> and then I saw that I got gift and I was done. I was just online for the rest of the evening. <laughs> oh, best moment of my life. Did you, did you get the gift that you requested? 
<gasps> not yet. Someone's not gotta yet. Do that. But if anyone, yeah, if anyone out there listening mm-hmm. uh, checks my Twitter or sees the sees the the little scene of me peeping through the window, <laughs> if anyone could gift that and send it to me, it would be awesome. Just you opening and, and closing the curtains over and over again. Yeah, <laughs> it's so sneaky. I like it. Yes, <laughs> yes. Please, what, what's, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, so my Twitter is Anisha underscore Aliana. So okay. it's A N I S H A underscore a l i y a n a cool i I will definitely um link to that in the show notes so folks get get that gift made (laughs) one more email we'll get a new emailer uh mario mario from monterey mexico hey mario yeah he wants us to send greetings down to mexico greetings from alabama i looked (laughs) up monterey mexico it looks beautiful nice it, yeah. Uh, he says he loves listening to our podcast after he watches the episode. He can't. Uh, I just can't move forward until I'm done listening uh, to your corresponding episode. You wow. guys really do a good job and and catch things I normally miss while watching. So it really helps me get a much better experience out of the show, which I love. Thank you. When I start, when I first started listening, I had a little trouble <laughs> being a non English native speaker, understanding Steph's accent. <laughs> But now that I got the hang of it, I really enjoy your jokes and tear down of everything that happens on each episode. You guys make an awesome team. I have a hard time understanding you, stuff Mario. right now because of her Skype connection, but I think most of that came through. So, Do I need to start over? No, no. It was just a little shaky. I was making a joke. Okay. That was, that was the well, part thank where you, I was Mario. Joking. I thought I'd point that out to you. Oh, good. <laughs> thank you, Mario. Thank you, Mario. And yes, greetings to Mexico from... Uh, Vermont, uh, Alabama. And greetings from Vancouver. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. So thank you folks for all your feedback. Um, and, uh, I want to say before we get into spoilers, thank you, Anisha Chima for stopping by our little podcast and talking with us for like this entire time. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. (laughs) I hope to see you again in this show, but if not, we'll be looking for you in uh, future things. I mean, is there anything you wanted you want people to look for in the future, or maybe something you've done before? Um, I would say um, follow me on Twitter and Instagram, mm-hmm. and I'll keep you updated on there. And again, uh, we'll have those. We'll have the links in the show notes. But uh, is it the same for for Instagram as well, Anisha? underscore oh okay um so my instagram is just first name last name so anisha at anisha chima okay yeah we'll definitely have that in the show notes on the website folks if you're listening to it in other ways um but yeah again thank you so much for being on the show (laughs) thank you for having me had a great time all right so we'll get into spoilers uh for conspiracy theories yeah, I. This is not the Mel Gibson movie. This is called Conspiracy Weary, <laughs> <laughs> and here's the trailer now. The Illuminati. Gross. Wow, did we just have a three-way? Ooh, kinky. I got some for you, boy. been a hell of a day. iZombie. All new this Tuesday at 9, 8 central on The CW. 
And that was the trailer for Conspiracy Wary. That was the audio. Uh, I'm going to read the plot description. It says, Send in the cavalry. Liv and Blaine come to the rescue of one of their own. They consume the brains of a conspiracy theorist, and paranoia ensues. Meanwhile, as they continue to search for conspiracy theories that may or may not exist, Liv researches Major's new friend. Finally, Ravi makes a, dis- a surprising discovery of his own. And it says it's directed by Mark Piznarski and written by a uh, friend of the pod, Bob Dearden. So, um, what I, I took some notes watching the trailer. Did you guys see the trailer at all? Or? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It looked like a lot of stuff going so on. So much stuff going on. <laughs> uh, uh, here's, here's the things I, I wrote down really quick. Um, it looks like Blaine is entering wham bams like Batman through a skylight. <laughs> Uh, there's so many guns going off. Even there's even a shot of like Clive shooting. So maybe there's two separate events of, you know, guns going off. Mm. Um, also in line with the conspiracy brain, um, we see a shot of Liv putting gum over Major's webcam on his computer, and the website that is up on the screen. It looks like some sort of maybe a web show, a podcast, or some sort of like gossip site, and the picture on it looks a lot like Shauna. <laughs> so I'm wondering if she's um. some sort of like she's getting the scoop as like an undercover thing, or I could be completely wrong. I don't know. Uh, but we do see like a shot of Shauna doing selfies with Major in bed. Um, and we see the film where Grave Soldiers having another party. And we see like a couple of soldiers in a jungle, like running from the, an explosion of some sort. Um, Donnie asks Blaine and Liv if they just had a three-way. I'm looking forward to seeing how that. <laughs> what, yeah. what he means by that. Um, and uh, we there's like this really quick shot, and I couldn't. I I was surprised when I paused the trailer, um, but it shows. Uh, a very buff Jason Doring getting spray tanned uh, in the nude. So mm. uh, look forward to that. And uh, then it kind of ends with uh, Harley possibly shooting Blaine in the head. Probably not, but <laughs> the trailer <laughs> makes you think of this. So, so we also got the description and I'll read it. Uh, and we don't really have to talk about, it. we'll talk about it more next week. Um, but I got a description for the uh, Looking for Mr. Goodbrain Part 1 uh, that I shared with you, Steph, and we were like, oh. Um, so the, descri- the official description of uh, Part 1 of the season finale says, When Liv consumes the brains of someone from Ravi's past, not only does it have her wanting to sleep with every guy in Seattle, she also begins having some very intimate visions of Ravi. <laughs> Which is going to be great comedy Um, Meanwhile Major is faced with a huge decision So that's going to be a Diane Ruggiero Wright episode And she's actually teaming up with John Embaum for that that one So Uh, again yeah the the whole looking for Mr. Goodbar thing Um, Folks if you looked into the movie description or the book description It's basically a woman leaves a double life um, and is like hitting the bars at night and sleeping with various people. And uh, spoilers for that movie slash book. At the end, she like sleeps with a drifter who ends up murdering her. <laughs> Grim ending. <laughs> so that's what I meant by la- mentioning it last week and going, I have no idea how they're going to put this into 
make this related to an episode, but I guess it's the whole live wanting to sleep with everybody angle. Yeah. I are we going? Are we speculating here? Go I think it. that it's Caddy. Oh yeah, yeah. Caddy is possibly the brain. Yeah. So Caddy Cups, who's been missing for a while, but she does definitely has a. Um, she she is somebody from Robbie's past. So cool. Well, time to wrap things up, Steph. But I think to get us through our contact information, we'll need some extra help. Oh, why did you pull my hair? To get you to full on zombie mode. We don't need full-on zombie mode to close out the show, you jerk. Ow! You just poked me in the eyes Three Stooges style. Now my eyes are red for the wrong reason. Take that! Oh, you pinched me! What are we in grade school? Come here! Ow, ow! You're twisting my ear off! Ah, let go! Get off my foot, you son of a... <laughs> let go of my beard! Ow! <laughs> Thank you for listening to the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. Send your feedback to iZombiePodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. Just search for iZombie Podcast, all one word. All of our contact info is on our website, iZombiePodcast.com. You can follow Steph on Twitter at Steph Smith. You can follow Robin as well at El Robinero. Our podcast logo is designed by D. Sheehan. You can find her work at Behance.net slash Deanna Sheehan. Also, a friend of the show, Cheyenne, contributes with Photoshops on our Twitter. Follow her at I Zombie Love. Check out our other podcast. You can listen to us binge cast through teen dramas like Dawson's Creek and Popular. Just subscribe to We Don't Want to Wait on iTunes. You can also listen to us occasionally talk about the Buffy spinoff Angel with our friends. Subscribe to Redemption Cast on iTunes. While you're on iTunes, why not leave us a review? We do this in our spare time so your ratings and reviews are much appreciated and helps us get seen by more iZombie fans. And make sure it's on the correct feed. We are the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. And we're done. You think anyone is still listening? Probably not. Zombies! Zombies!